This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. So today, in continuation with our communication series, I want to talk about how we communicate our needs when we have a different communication style than our partners. So I want you to kind of think of it in terms of um, just the fact, you know, everyone has differences in the way we communicate, but then I also want you to link back, if you heard the episode I did early, early on, Um, about taking things personally. I kind of want you to maybe have that in the back of your mind. If you haven't heard that episode, I think it would be good for you to listen to it. But what I'm kind of thinking in terms of connecting these two is that sometimes when someone that we're close to, your spouse, your husband, your wife, um, if they communicate differently than you do or they communicate about their needs in a way that just is different than how you would have done it, and then you're probably going to internalize it a certain way. You're going to receive that communication a certain way. And at times, you're going to take something personal that your spouse says that's not meant to be taken personally. And that is because of the differences in the way that we communicate. So let me kind of walk you through what I'm thinking a little bit. So when we're, let's say, for example, if Um, If you're having a conversation, say maybe a disagreement with your spouse and um, you kind of both express how you're feeling or you might express what you're feeling and your spouse is listening and taking it in, well, you might be the kind of person that wants to just continue to have the conversation, work through it, hash it out, say what needs to be said, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's confrontational, move on, you know, resolve it, move on and be done with it. Well, your spouse may not be able to do that. Their communication style may be different where maybe they want to or need to think about what you said, kind of separate in the moment, go get some time apart in a different room or take a few minutes or maybe the next day and then come back and talk about it again, either because they just need to think about it and process it or because they're irritated or angry and they want to calm down before they say what they need to say or they don't even know what they want to say and they need to really take some time to gather their thoughts. It could be any number of reasons, but the point is that the communication style in that moment is different. And so that in and of itself can cause a conflict because if you want to talk it out, your spouse needs a minute before they can talk it out. And then you don't feel like you can give them that time and they don't feel like they can talk about it right then and there, then that's now a conflict. So instead of just arguing or having a conflict about the topic, now you're having a conflict about the communication style. And that can turn into its own thing where you know, in your efforts to keep talking, you might get louder. You might start saying things that are a little bit more aggressive and your significant other might shut down or then they may hit a breaking point and they might lose it and yell at you or whatever. So I want you to be thinking about 
if your communication style when it comes to processing information is the same as your spouse's, you may know right off the bat if it is or it isn't. And if you don't, if you're not sure, that's a really good conversation to have with your spouse where you ask them, hey, when I come to you and I talk to you about something that bothers you or it's bad news or whatever, do you sometimes feel like I give you a chance to listen or to to say what you need to say or do I talk over you? Do you need a minute to really process and then we talk about it? You know, just ask them if your approach is working for them and that needs to be asked back. So it's not like you're the only person trying to meet the other person's needs. Both of you need to be asking each other, hey, when I talk to you about those serious things, do I do it in a way that works for you? Or could we maybe, should we work on a different strategy? Do you need me to give you time after I tell you what I think and then open it up for you to come back to me, you know, later that night? Or do you need me to ask you if you have any questions? Do you like whatever? But if you're both doing that for each other, you're both trying to find out if the other person needs something different from you, then you're promoting positive and healthy communication in your relationship. But if you insist on doing it your way, only your way, then you are maybe creating a bigger conflict or a bigger gap in the communication. And when I work with couples, this is something that happens a lot where one person is very, very passionate about the fact that they want to talk about an issue when it comes up. Like, you know, this thing happened. I tried to talk to her about it or talk to him about it. He didn't want to talk about it and and we couldn't even resolve it. But then instead of giving the other person space, they kept pushing and pushing and pushing and then that turned into a fight, blah, blah, blah. So it's common that this thing happens. But what I find is that there's usually one person and it's usually the person who really wants to talk about it in the moment, that person has a really, really hard time looking at it from the other person's perspective that maybe there's a reason that they need time. Maybe they want to be in a better headspace or maybe that's just their personality and they don't like talking when you're worked up or they just don't, you know, they don't like doing things immediately. They need time to to calm down. And so you have to be mindful of, are you trying to do it your way because it makes you feel better? Or are you trying to do it in a way that's best for both of you, even though it means it's probably going to take a compromise? You're not going to be able to completely do it your way, and you're probably not going to be able to completely do it your spouse's way. You, you shouldn't really only meet one person's need. Now, there are certain situations where we don't have time to wait. This is a really urgent situation. We need to talk about it right now. And that's different. But I'm talking about things that really there's no urgency. It's not, it's not something that is in crisis mode. Like it's just a conversation or a decision that needs to be made. But it can wait 5, 10 minutes. It can wait an hour, maybe even the night. Um, and so just kind of the, the, the thing I want you to take from that is make sure that you're not just trying to pursue your communication need, the thing that gives you outlet. Because what happens if you're the kind of person that needs to talk it out right then and there, and you don't, you can't do that because your spouse is not into that, um, it's not, that doesn't work for them, then you are probably going to feel this buildup. Like you can't wait. It really is driving you crazy. And so that's going to be really hard for you. So you're going to have to work individually on 
how to calm yourself down, how to learn to be more patient, how to learn to maybe get a different outlet. Maybe you need to write it down. Maybe you need to call a friend, someone else you can talk about it with in that moment until the compromise time is agreed. So your significant other may want a day to process and you want to do it right then and there. So the compromise might be, you know, half a day or a few hours, something like that. That's meeting in the middle. But if you are also, if you find yourself in a dynamic where um, you don't come back to stuff, like you want to talk about something, you give that, you give it time and then you never come back to it. That's not healthy either. If you're the person that wants the time, make sure you're going back to it and not just trying to move on without addressing it if it needs to be addressed, because that's also not fair. So meeting in the middle, but mostly first, be aware, be mindful of the fact that most people have different communication styles. Even if you're similar in so many other aspects of your relationship, there may be a difference in those little moments of communication where you just need a minute. And sometimes you might find yourself in a situation where you really do communicate the same, but every now and then there's a topic that's a little sensitive or is just harder to talk about right then and there because you're tired, you've had a bad day, you're grumpy, whatever. So if that is the case and you find yourself in a situation where you're unusually needing time, just communicate that. Instead of walking away or getting angry, say, hey, I don't feel like I'm in the right headspace to talk to you about this right now. I do want to talk about it. It's really important. Can you give me like 30 minutes? I'm going to go take a shower or give me an hour. Let me go for a walk. And when I come back, we can talk about it, whatever. But use your words, right? That's what we teach children. Instead of just throwing a fit or being angry, use your words. And then you know, the, the goal here is that if you're both working on this, then you will, as the recipient of that, use your words of the comment, you'll say, I got it. Okay. Thanks for telling me go for a walk and we'll talk about it when you get back or let me know when you're ready to talk about it. Like it really isn't that hard guys. Like you just have to practice. Like it's hard in the moment, but the, the, the thought behind it is not that hard. You just have to tell yourself it's not all about me. I'm in a couple, so there are two people involved. I have to be respectful and mindful of that other person's needs. I'm not always going to get what I want, but I need to really make an effort to be a good friend and a good partner and a good listener. And if you're both following those, then everyone's needs are getting met. It's not perfect. Sometimes you're going to feel frustrated. Sometimes you're going to say something you wish you hadn't said. But if you practice, if you make a decision that you want to be better communicators in your relationship, then you can achieve that, but you are going to have to compromise. You're going to have to meet in the middle. So now apply this to something that's not, uh, well, actually, let me pause right there. I want to insert the taking things personally. So that, you know, when, when, when you communicate, like if you want to talk about something in the moment and your partner does not, you have to also work on not taking that personally. That, it could be because you're just, erratic and your spouse doesn't want to talk to you right now. And so, you know, that could be a little personal, but if you've talked about it, you know, you've had this conversation that, Hey, we really need to make sure we're meeting in the middle. Then when that situation comes up and your spouse is really needing a like more time, then you are going to be working on not taking it personally. Instead of being like, Oh, you don't want to talk to me right now. You're mad at me. You're avoiding me. No, that, that, that you're taking that personally when the actual reason might be 
okay, you know what? You've had a long day. You need a minute. I'm going to give you some time and then we'll talk about it later. So it stops being about me and it goes back to being about what you need in the moment. And again, if we're all taking turns meeting each other's needs, then no one is feeling like their needs are not being met. Today, it's kind of like, you know, like a seesaw, like sometimes you get to go up and have fun. Sometimes the other person gets to go up and have fun. Like sometimes you get to do what you want to do. Sometimes the other person gets to do what they want to do. And sometimes you're going to feel like, you know what? It really sucks because this is super important to me and I want to talk about it right now. But you know what? I can wait five minutes. I can wait an hour if that makes this communication better for us, if this helps us do it better and be healthier. So it's not always a hundred percent fair, but it's more likely to be fair if you're both making an effort to be mindful of what the other person needs to try to meet in the middle and to try to be considerate. So if your partner communicates differently than you do, really make an effort not to take it personally. Try to channel that into a conversation instead. Because what happens when we take something personally is that we then develop feelings around that and they're usually negative. You know, it's, I might internalize it and just be hurt and sad on the inside quietly, or I might let it build up and eventually I'll say something that was really unnecessary and hurtful. All kinds of things can come of taking things personally. But if you do feel like you're taking it personally, try to work that into a conversation. Say, hey, I just want to make sure, is this because you don't want to talk to me about it? Or is it that you just need some time? And then honestly, what you, what the other person should do in that moment is try to be direct and honest and say, look, to, re- to be honest, I don't really feel comfortable talking to you about this, or I'm a little upset with you because of this thing. So I just need to cool off. And if you're both, obviously it sounds easier, easier said than done, right? But if you're both making an effort to listen kindly and politely, speak kindly and politely, then having those hard conversations will go better than if I'm just like, well, yeah, you're making me mad. You're pissing me off. You're just got a big attitude. Like you're not going to receive that as nicely as, yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little upset, but I I know I just need to calm down and we can talk about it and then we'll be fine. Like use the history of your relationship. Do you usually get through these things or not? And if you don't, you might need the therapist to help mediate that. Um, But if you take everything personally, then it's really going to be hard to talk to you because the other person is not going to feel safe speaking openly and honestly because anything they say, you're going to take to heart in a way that wasn't intended. So, you know, just keep that in mind. So I'm going to shift to how we kind of communicate differently or um, where differences in communication plays itself out differently. So let's say um, you come home from a long day of work or class or something you were doing with the kids or just being home with the kids and you need time to decompress. You don't want to have a lot of conversations with your spouse. You just want to be quiet for a few minutes. Well, have you communicated that? Do you tell the other person, hey, when I first get home, um, I need like five minutes to go change, you know, maybe sit on the bed and look at my phone for a minute, like whatever, or go outside, water the plants. Like when I first get home, if you'll just give me a few minutes before you want me to jump in with the kids or with chores or activities, whatever. So 
And same if you're the one at home, like, hey, when you get home, can you not take 30 minutes before you jump in and help me because I've been here all day doing this and that. So whatever it is, and these are just examples, but whatever it is that you need to communicate about expectations, that's something that you need to work on. So when we're living with another person, we're sharing the space, we're sharing the responsibilities of the home. If you have children, we're sharing responsibility of the children. And you may have certain roles that you've agreed on, like if someone works and someone stays home, or if you both work, you whatever, then you probably have some expectations and roles that have been decided about who's going to manage what, who's going to be responsible for what. But what happens, unfortunately, is that these roles aren't and expectations aren't always clearly defined. And the reality is things change very, very often in a household. So what might have been an agreed upon expectation six months ago may not apply very well right now because there's a new after school activity for your kid. There's a new um, you know, dynamic that's shifted. Maybe one of you is ill and the other person has to do more stuff around the house, whatever. But things are constantly changing, and that requires constant updating of conversations. So the same way that you would get updated policies and procedures on your, you know, at work or on, you know, the phone software, you're going to get updates on a regular basis. You, as a couple, need to have updates on a regular basis. And sometimes these are like, we need to sit down and talk about it. And sometimes they're just super quick texts like, hey, today... I've got this thing after work. I'm not going to be home. I'm really sorry. Can you pick up the kid or can you handle this chore? And then it's like, okay, done. You know, now it's been communicated. But what happens is a lot of the times it's not clearly spoken or communicated. And so there is this, something is left hanging, a ball is dropped and it leads to tension or frustration or bitterness. Sometimes it could lead to resentment if it happens a lot, um, and then you stop being um, partners. You know, it starts being more of um, one person is expected to do more without it being communicated and without there being appreciation or validation for that person doing more. And um, and sometimes your need change uh, needs change. You could be in the same exact roles that you've had for months, and everyone's comfortable with it. But now you're starting to feel tired of it, or underappreciated or whatever, speak up, you know, kindly in the right time, say, Hey, I just have to be honest. I'm feeling a little unappreciated. I feel like everyone just expects me to do this. Yes. It's what I typically do, but there's no, you know, the, the kids aren't saying, thank you. You don't even say thank you, whatever. So as your needs change, you have to communicate that or else everyone suffers, right? The, your spouse cannot read your mind. You might not even know why you're frustrated. You might not know what it is you're trying to say. So you do need to try to get a little bit more in tune with some of the feelings that you're having. So if you find yourself to be irritated, maybe like stop what you're doing if you can and say, okay, what's going on? What am I irritated about? Is it something I did? Is it something I ate? Is it something I have to do? Am I nervous? Am I anxious? Whatever. But increase self-awareness so that if you know what it is, instead of just being a grump and snapping at everyone at home, take a minute and take your partner aside and say, hey, I'm feeling really frustrated. I need a minute or I just need to get this off my chest or can you take over 
this chore, the kid, let me go outside and get some fresh air, whatever. doesn't matter what it is. Use your words. Communicate what you need. You too, you and your partner, your spouse are a team. This does not work if you do not communicate as a team should communicate. It doesn't work if you're only looking out for yourself. It doesn't work if you're not trying to help the other person get to know you better and you are changing on a constant basis. Every single day, you do new things, you experience something that could potentially change the way you feel, the way you do things, the way you manage your home, the things you want out of life. Make sure you are updating each other, make sure you're talking. And this is where that friendship comes in that I talked about a few sessions ago. You're more likely to feel more comfortable talking about these things if you build and maintain and nurture a friendship with your spouse. But if you don't make time for your relationship, then you will get to a point where you do not feel comfortable talking to each other. You will not turn to each other for support. And that is going to cause a break at some point in some form, right? Looks different for everyone. It could be a small break that you repair. It could be a big break that you cannot repair. And so you are responsible for communicating with your spouse. You are responsible for being self-aware and understanding what you need and when you need it. And you are responsible for meeting in the middle, compromising, trying to, you know, look out for your partner, your spouse, and not just yourself. If you are asking yourself, hey, how are they? What do they need? Then you will be thinking outside of yourself because they should be doing the same back to you. And then everyone's getting their needs met. Um, and sometimes, you know, these conversations about needs can be a little difficult because it might imply that the other person needs to do more. So let's say you're, you're t having that conversation about like, hey, I feel like I'm underappreciated or, you know what, I don't, I don't like that I'm responsible for this chore. So then the other person can be like, well, you should have said something or what do you want me to do? Like it could immediately lead to a defensiveness, the other person taking it personally. But again, if you're both working on it, if you're working on communicating clearly and respectfully, you're working on listening openly and respectfully, then it will diminish a little bit of that defensiveness. But ultimately, if you get defensive, you just have to try to manage it. You know, hey, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have gotten defensive. You, When you said that, I thought you were mad at me, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, work on that. But, um, but if you, again, if you're making an effort to constantly be aware of the fact that you and your spouse have to be in touch about changes, then when change conversations come up, hopefully it won't hit you as hard. You won't be so surprised or shocked, but also don't let it build. You know, if there's something that you need to talk about, try to talk about it fairly soon after you're aware of it so that you don't attach frustration to it and the buildup of resentment because then it's always harder to talk about it and it most likely won't come out right. Um, so I'm just checking my notes here and make sure I didn't miss anything that I wanted to say to you. Um, but yeah, you know, this kind of covers most of what I wanted to say, you know, conversations, uh, if you apply all of this to any aspect of your, your life, you know, kids, who's responsible for things with the kids, it really is just, it can be plugged in this, this idea of updating each other, being mindful that the other person may not communicate the same way you do, trying to meet in the middle, 
this can be applied to anything that you have to interact about, anything you have to um, organize or prioritize or plan. It can be really applied to any of that. And, um, you know, there's kind of want to go deeper into one of those, which is parenting, but um, that's for a different topic. And I actually think I'm going to do a parenting series because that's a really big one. And I love, love talking about that. Um, But for now, take that with you. I hope it helps you be mindful of your communication style, your spouse's communication style, and it just helps you work on being more of a partner. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.